Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, a story of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication, healing miracles, and a guide to soul awareness. Today I am delighted to welcome Mia Tomikawa, a representative for Master Ryoho Okawa, author of The Unhappiness Syndrome, which, despite our proclamations that we wish to be happy, many of us are living with a subconscious pattern of thinking and action which may be sabotaging our natural birthright, which is to live joyfully. Hello, Mia, and thank you for joining us today. Hello, Cheryl. It's nice to be on your show. Thank you very much for having me today. Mia, you remember, as listeners of Healing from Within well know, my guests and I share stories, insights, and hopes for understanding our physical and spiritual essence as we work to become more conscious of humanity, nature, and the universe in order to participate more fully in the evolving human life story. Self-investigation and self-mastery of thoughts, emotions, and our actions are the way we conclude to find a clearer path to reality. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Mia Tomikawa, a representative for the founder of Happy Science, who is the author of The Unhappiness Syndrome, Master Ryoho Okawa, will offer insights and prescriptions for the 28 most common self-destructive attitudes that we find in unhappy people in the modern age. Like everything, happiness or unhappiness is not merely a matter of circumstance, but is often a choice. Mia, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember an event, a person, a place, an attitude, or a goal that seemed important to them, because I believe the adults that they become reflects those early uh, beginning awarenesses or soul memories and uh, to bring into life. And perhaps tell us a little bit about Master Okawa and Happy Science. Sure. Uh, Master Yuho Okawa is a um, renowned spiritual leader as well as a um, international best-selling author. And he has been active for the last 30 years um, giving lectures and writing books um, because he really wants to help people awaken to the truth so that they can find true happiness. And when people find true happiness, we can truly create a better world. And he has published uh, over 2,200 books so far, and his books have been translated into 28 languages. And as you said, uh, he founded Happy Science in 1986, and this uh, group has grown worldwide with over 12 million members today. And the truth that he shares and that I share on this show and that many visionaries 
uh, are interested in bringing into the energy and thoughts and life on the planet is that we're spiritual beings having a physical life and manifesting through our thoughts uh, many of the realities that we have to live with. So if you don't understand that basic truth, and you uh, perceive the world to be uh, a fearful place and an angry place and an unhappy place, then that is the reality you will have because uh, the thoughts go out and create our lifestyle and our, our being. So that's what we want our listeners to be aware of, uh, and I, I believe most of them are, but that is the truth. So let's go on. Do people really suffer uh, from a love of unhappiness at work or at home? Yes. Um, surprisingly, according to uh, Master Okawa, um, as many as 80 to 90% of people unconsciously choose thoughts and actions that bring unhappiness to their lives. And the key is that they don't really see that's what they're doing. They are having um, negative thought patterns that attract unhappiness, but believing that they are actually seeking happiness. So I think the first point is to really be aware of your own thoughts and see if they are really negative or positive or if they are attracting happiness and unhappiness. Well, that's like the law of attraction. What we send out or what we want comes back to us, so we should be careful in uh, what we say, what we do, and the example that we set forth for ourselves and for our children. And uh, Many people, you're right, they, they put blame on what's going on around them about about things that are happening to them, but really nothing is happening to us. We're creating from within ourselves the reality that we're going to have. So if we wake up in the morning and we say to ourselves, you know, I'm in a fit and healthy body and I'm going out to meet people and to share experiences and to help where I can and to listen to others who need me to listen to them, then you're going to have that kind of day. But if you get up and you say, oh, it's raining and my hair's going to get wet and I'm going to be very unhappy, then you're going to have that kind of day. So attitude and perception and a lot of the thinking of our ego-based mind, which labels everything, is creating a lot of the problems. We need to go more into our heart energy, into our soul, into our inner wisdom, and we need to let that speak for us more. How do we, how can our listeners, and how do we begin to recognize the unhappiness syndrome within us? Okay, like I said, I think it starts by reviewing it in your thoughts and to see uh, what kind of thoughts or, or feelings are negative. I think uh, the sign that you can see is if you're really focusing on taking things from others. If you're looking for others to give you happiness or if you're blaming your environmental circumstances, uh, for your own happiness, that's a sign that you have uh, most likely have negative thoughts and emotions within you that attract unhappiness. So I think we have to start by shifting our thoughts into really giving love or giving things to others, uh, heart of giving, 
and also try to be uh, take control of your life and think, believe that you are the one who is creating your own destiny. And that's how you can start shifting negative thoughts into positive thoughts. Well, also, we have to become aware uh, of the vital foundation for healing, which is a clear awareness of our uh, inner uh, impulses for either happiness or unhappiness. Now, Master Okawa wrote this. Our mind is very important. And he wrote, We human beings have been granted full control over one important thing, our mind. We have no control over other people's thoughts, but our mind is the one realm where we stand wholly sovereign. The secret to mastering life, therefore, is mastering one's mind. But the prevalence of negative thinking in the world is a telling indication that people are struggling to make use of this gift and as a result are suffering from the effects of a dismal outlook on life. So in other words, we need to improve our outlook on life, on ourself, having gratitude for what it is and not expecting um, that because we have uh, social media and computers and telephones, you know, that we can have whatever we want instantaneously. It is a process of growth, of self-mastery, of your mind and your emotions and um, self-actualization towards being the best person you can be. But that takes a lot of work, consistency, and effort. And people have come to think that it's... uh, there is just for the asking, and that's why a lot of people become unhappy when things don't proceed as quickly as they would like. But let's go on to, what are the four signs that you have ended your relationship with unhappiness? When you're getting the right thinking going, Mm -hmm. you're going to start to see four signs that show that you're moving out of that, you know, subconscious way of being unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yes, in this book, The Unhappy Syndrome, uh, Riho Okawa talks about the four signs. And the first sign is, as you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, waking up every morning feeling excited about life. If you or if your day starts full of positive energy and anticipation, and it means that you will end your relationship with unhappiness. And the second sign is that you have a sense of vitality that's welling up from within your depth. And if you are feeling passionate about your work or what you're going to do today, that's the second sign. And the third sign is to see other people and see their wonderful aspects. If you feel that you're surrounded by wonderful people every day, and that will make you really happy. And the fourth sign is to believe that you're here to serve a higher purpose beyond yourself. I think we feel happy when we think that we can help make this world a better place and try to serve others to bring happiness to their lives. So if you um, check those four signs as your guide, I think you can end your relationship with unhappiness. That is absolutely correct. Those are absolutely the only way 
to become aware of how you're shifting your energy and changing. Now, we're not going to say every person you meet is, you know, going to bring you delight and joy. People are both, you know, positive or negative, good or bad. They're really neither. They're just like uh, every emotion is flowing through us at all times. But we want to focus on the better emotions and the better beauty in people and goodness rather than uh, harp on any negativity because we don't want that imprinted into our heart, into our genetic coding, into our cells because that will eventually bring physical illness or emotional illness. We don't want that. And uh, from the book, this is perhaps a, a good way to sum this up. Perhaps no other form of happiness can be greater than the joy we experience when the life we have chosen, the decisions we have made to follow our hearts, and the effort we put into being the best we can be all results in increased happiness for others. And I have found that uh, to be the only way to find true inner peace. Right. Beautifully said. Let's talk about envying other people's success. Are those who you envy really models of success? Yes, uh, I think it's kind of tricky, but we have to remember that when we feel uh, jealous of other people's successes, it's um, usually it's the success that you would like to gain for yourself. So it means that the people you feel envious of had something that you want or is um, doing something that you want to do. So um, it really starts with knowing, knowing yourself, but you have to yes. really ask, if this is your ideal self or if you just want what they have. And if you really feel that that person has or does what you really want to do, uh, the only way to get it for yourself is to really try to make efforts to improve yourself so that you can get there. And harboring uh, thoughts of um, jealousy and Envy isn't going to get you to be where they are because, like we said at the beginning, negative emotions attract negative outcome. So we well, have to really envision a success for self instead of a failure of someone else. Absolutely. Uh, but you have to also be practical and you have to realize, I mean, if a person is a neurologist or, uh, you know, a teacher... Um, or a scientist and you would like to be like that person and, and go into that field then it means that you have to pursue an education that will lead you there you can't just want to be like them and live like them if you haven't gotten the experience that you need uh, to to you know delve in those areas so we have to be realistic and you have to uh, uh, not go beyond your grasp and expect something that another person has achieved just simply by wanting it. So again, uh, there's a lot of effort and work. You can just make a change or shift in your thinking and actions and put the effort into getting an education perhaps or a new job or living in a new country perhaps where you can have a different experience. 
So it's very important that people realize uh, they can't just have everything. They have to set realistic small goals to motivate themselves, right? Exactly. I think uh, I think people have issues with uh, often motivating themselves, and like you said, setting up small goals that they can accomplish would make them feel uh, confident about the, about themselves and also um, get them motivated to move on to uh, to uh, achieving a higher goal. Absolutely. Let's talk about a person who lives in fear of getting hurt. Why did this happen, and how can it be avoided or changed? Because there are many, many people like this, more than some of us realize. Mm-hmm. It, most often it happens when uh, the person has a painful exper- experience in the past. So, for example, if you were bitten by an, a dog when you were little, you would be scared of dogs. Or if you were hurt by someone you loved, you'd be scared of um, creating a new relationship with someone. So I think uh, most often the pain is imprinted in your memory and it gives rise to the fear whenever you face a similar circumstance. And to overcome this fear, we have to consciously replace um, a negative thoughts in this case, um, fear with positive thoughts. So we have to um, visualize a strong image of ourselves conquering fear and uh, imagine your positive self, a shining self as a child of God and believe that this world is trying to make you happy and you are here to be happier. And practicing this on a daily basis will help you replace fear with positive emotion and a hope for the future. Yeah, and I'm going to say, let's not take the behavior of other people so much to heart. They don't mean often to hurt you. They're not thinking the same thoughts as you because no two people are the same. We have our own perceptions. And I'm going to think that I am going to continue to be a trusting person and loving person and set an example for the way I want other people to eventually treat me. I will treat them the right way. I won't uh, get angry and unhappy and negative because they did something that I didn't think uh, was acceptable. So in other words, it's a matter of accepting people the way they are uh, with their limitations and uh, not judging them, not blaming them. And, of course, it helps to be with people who are good-natured and have a benevolent um, way about them and who bring positive news to you. Uh, But if you're in a group where there's criticism and distrust, you don't have to engage it. You don't have to let them take your power away and, and, you know, stay there. You can just very nicely take yourself out of the mix and uh, graciously say, well, we'll talk about this later, but right now I have work to do. So this is a a skill that people can learn, where to engage and where not to engage. And it's very important in maintaining a state of well-being and happiness. So 
how does positive energy, we always talk about positive energy, what is positive energy and how can we use positive energy uh, to become more of the loving, benevolent souls that we really are anyhow, and how can we bring that back into our lives? Mm-hmm. I think it's really about knowing uh, yourself, meaning that you are actually created by love and you're full of light. But we often lose sight of that fact when we encounter um, negative experiences, a tragedy, or like you said, when people say mean things to you. But it's really about coming back to who you really are and who you really are supposed to be and really notice your positive energy within you and try to spread that positive energy around you. I think that's, I think that's how you can uh, emit or spread positive energy every day. Yeah, I'm going to say we all have the, div- the divine spark of the universe or, or um, God or universal source within us as we are within uh, the universal source the universal source is within us and we'll reach a divine spark of that and if we just remember that in the moments when things get a little dark or tiresome or people are perhaps uncooperative you will shine that light naturally it can't be taken away from you you can only give it away if you allow others to take it from you. So I think that's that's an understanding more again about yourself and who you are, where we come from and what life and spirit is all about. Let's go on to define self-assertiveness and what is the difference between positive self-assertiveness and aggressiveness. Now, this becomes a little bit of a tricky situation for people because self-assertiveness is very important to setting an example of light and brightness and achievement and sharing and being of service in the world, but aggressiveness maybe not so much. So tell us about that. Sure. Um, Self-assertiveness isn't negative necessarily because it really arises from a desire to improve ourselves. Yes. And we each have a unique talent and capabilities that we want to unleash in this, into this world. So it's, it, it's a positive thing. But I think uh, it becomes a negative ag- aggressiveness when our self-assertion harms other people or getting in the way of other people's happiness. So it's really about uh, harmony. We need to really improve and develop ourselves, but we can't really do that on at the cost of other people's happiness. Yeah, so, so, yeah some mm-hmm. people live in a dog-eat-dog mentality. They want to have something and they think the only way they can have it is by taking it, but that's not the truth. The only way you can have is by developing yourself and being the best version of yourself, and then it all comes to you very naturally, very lovingly, and uh, that's a big mistake many, many people feel. So we can be cooperative. We don't have to be aggressive, and uh, we don't have to take anything away from anyone else. So that's an understanding we're coming mm, to be more involved with as we grow in spirituality and awareness of light 
and the goodness of of all souls. What mm-hmm. is exactly. the, yes? What is the key? Oh, this is an important question. Really big one. What is the key for people unhappy about being trapped in the past? Mm-hmm. I, I, I have so so many, many, many people telling me, uh, this happened 30 years ago, and I'm unhappy because my mother, when I was two years old, you know, didn't let me sit in the in her favorite chair. You know, just these, every one of us has some of this. Uh, but we we really want to get away from this. So tell us something about that. Sure. I think, as uh, you said, uh, people who are trapped in the past really focus on experiences in the past. So they're actually still living in the past, and they really like to unconsciously reflect back on their past and living in the past. So I think the first thing that they need to do is to ask themselves if they really want to keep living in the past or if they want to start living now and to create a brighter future. And it's really about making up a mind, making up their mind to try to live in the present and so that they can open up a new future. And so to do this, they have to consciously get rid of uh, thoughts and emotions that they feel toward the past. And I think it starts with being conscious with the thoughts. And if they have any thoughts like, oh, I shouldn't have done this, or why did I do this, well, you know, they have it, to replace the thoughts. Yeah, they did it because they needed that experience. And they don't have to have grief and regret mm-hmm. about it either. Everything that happens to us is just a learning experience, right? But but the thing is, people choose happiness or unhappiness. They choose suffering if they bring back a memory from the past that was hurtful. It's mm-hmm. only a memory. It's not real any longer. Right now, they're in this time and moment. They can create something positive and joyful and loving, and they... If they want to remember anything about the past, I always say to people, well, if it's something that's positive and makes you happy and joyful, fine. But if it's something that's negative, it doesn't exist anymore. But if you bring it into the present moment, it exists again. And no one no one should really want that if they understand this concept. What would you like people to take away after reading this book? is that uh, we, each one of us, has the choice to bring happiness to our lives. So we don't have to depend on other people or circumstances or environments or even experiences to decide whether we can be happy or unhappy. We can be happy now if we start holding positive thoughts and positive emotions. And like you said, we if we start... Uh, learning from everything and make them a seeds of happiness. Even bad experiences, tragedies, and negative emotions are teaching us something new that we can learn from. And when we start shifting a perspective this way, I think we can be much happier than now. Absolutely. 
and self-reflection is another key uh, we have to do on our own and by our own free will and mind, which we started off talking about at the beginning of this show. I want to thank you, Mia Tomikawa, for sharing your efforts to help our listeners become aware that attitude and their own search for truth Awareness and love of life and spirit is really the force behind creating happiness or unhappiness. For more information on Master Ryoho Okawa's book, The Unhappiness Syndrome, and many others, go to MasterOkawa.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have discovered once again that in... Asking questions, who are we, what is our life journey about, and how can we grow and thrive in a physical world filled with challenges and difficulties, that is the way we find the way to happiness through our own efforts, through self-investigation, reflection, taking responsibility for our choices, living with greater love, acceptance, and by each day diminishing the fears of our childhood training and societal patterns of limitation or loss. As Master Ayoho Okawa wrote, There are three keys for improving your destiny. The first key is to constantly look within your mind and correct any mistakes you find. If you find any wrong thoughts, ask for forgiveness and make amends immediately. The second key is to resolve to love as many people as possible during the course of your life. The third key is to believe that human beings are essentially good. A forlorn belief that human nature is fundamentally evil will not help us create a wonderful world. A jubilant belief in the goodness of human nature is essential to inviting good fortune into our lives and to creating an ideal world on earth. Master Ayahuacawa, Mia and I would have you remember your divine soul nature here in physical life to observe and refine and create new levels of love and compassion for life and to find the unique spiritual talents and goals that you have chosen even before being born into this continuous life journey. Be open to learning, sharing, and creating your best life. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to listen to and read about the leading authors and change makers in the world who search for ways to uplift and engage our human and divine search for greater connections to energy, universal source, and a creative force for improving and growing awareness of higher consciousness. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you for listening.